Uh, good Nerev Shabbos. Ah, for people in America, it's Parshas Baloscha. For us here in Israel, it's Parshas Shlach. So there's this kind of an internal struggle, battle, like, what do we talk about? But, um, so I figured I'd talk a little bit about Baloscha, since most of our uh, listeners would probably be listening to that Parsha, the Shabbos. I'll throw in a little bit of Shlach. I can't resist. But uh, you can stop anytime you want. Um, you're in full control. Shabbos is the Makor Bracha. Shabbos is the source of everything that's going to be during the week that follows is on Shabbos. So it follows that all that we do on Shabbos has a tremendous effect on the entire week. And that's why one of the, the highlights of Shabbos is the Kriya Satora for that week. Because it gives us certain messages that Kosh Baruch Hu wants us to have in this part of our cycle of life. It's the season that, you know, in certain seasons we need rain and in certain seasons we need freezing weather. By the way, I was told that if you want to um, get your cherry seeds, the cherry pits to produce, to make, uh, to make a tree out of them, you have to put them in the freezer for a while. Because they need that freezing cold weather then you thaw them out. There's a necessity for all the different types of seasons. That's why one of the reasons is that by, uh, it's not best to live in a place where the temperature always is the same all year round. We need to go through these cycles and seasons. That's what Kosh Baruch Hu created. And uh, so therefore also all the parshas have certain messages that Kal Yisrael needs them at that time for us to be able to develop ourselves and go through our cycles to become the greatest that we can be. So in this week's Pasha for you guys in America, Pasha Baloscha, we see something that I really relate to a lot, and that happens to do the, the concept of Pesach Sheni. Pesach Sheni is a, is a very enigmatic concept to begin with. It says that um, that the Jewish people were doing the Pesach in the, in their, the second year in the, in the desert, and... Um, Hashem tells them, do it on the 14th of the month in the afternoon and do all the laws of Pesach just like it happened the first year, so too you do in the second year. And Hashem and Moshe told the Jewish people to do the Pesach. And they did the Pesach on, in Chodesh Nisan on the 14th in the afternoon uh, in the desert. Exactly as Hashem had commanded Moshe, that's what the Jewish people did. But then what happens is, Vayi Anoshim, Asher Hayu Tmeilin Nefesh Adam. It says, Vayi Anoshim. It doesn't say, Vayi you. And there were. It says, and there was people. It's a singular term for a multiplicity, which is a strange idea. And they couldn't do Pesach together with everybody else on that day. Some people explain that these people were Tameim, and the end of the Tumah would have been that evening. And that means when everybody's going to be eating from the Korban Pesach, they would also be able to eat as well, because they're no, no longer Tameim. And some people say that they could have maybe gone to the mikvah in the afternoon and be sprinkled with the ashes already in the, on the seventh day and just waited to the night. So they're kind of already, for all intents and purposes, pure when they do the Korban Pesach, when it was slaughtered, but they had to wait to the end of the day. So Bayomahu, it was the time that kept them away. And they complained to Moshe. 
and they went, it says, they went both in front of Moshe and Aaron. Rashi says they were learning the base medrash together. There's a whole Orachim HaKadosh that explains why it was necessary for us to know that, not for right now. Basically, the bottom line is the Machlokas where you're Mechalek covered to the Talmud in front of the Rebbe, and that's the reason the Archaim Kodesh gives for this based on the Gemara in Talmud Bavli. Somewhere. <laughs> Don't recall offhand. I think it's somewhere in Bava uh, Basra, towards the end. But, um, so these people who are Tmeim, they say to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, like, Lama Nigara Levilti Kriv is a Korban Hashem Why are we being held back? Why are we being not allowed to participate together with everybody else? And Moshe hears them out, and he says, "Imdu ve'eshma ma'itzav Hashem lechem." You know what? Wait here, and let's hear what God has to say about this. So Moshe Rabbeinu Kaviyachol didn't know. Now, the question is: Did they have a sefer Torah? If they had a sefer Torah, which Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the whole Torah. You know, eleven months beforehand, or ten and a half months beforehand, when he was up in Har Sinai, so he had a Sefer Torah, the entire Sefer Torah. So he apparently this parsha was there. Apparently, Moshe Rabbeinu had asked Hashem about these things when he was given the Torah. But there are certain things that Akash Baruch Hu told Moshe Rabbeinu, "I'm not answering you now, and you have to just leave it." And later on, when it's necessary, we'll explain it to you. And that's what we have to say, that this part in the Sefer Torah was just a block of letters without the words being separated into separate words and, and took him. And so Moshe Rabbeinu says, let's wait and see what Hashem has to say. And Hashem spoke to Moshe, saying, Go and tell the people, the Jewish people, and say to them, Ish, Ish. If a person becomes Tame, Tumas Mace, or if he's far away, for you now in the desert, or Lador Seichem for all generations, and he wants to do a Pesach, what can he do? On the second month, which is Iyar, on the 14th day of the month, you could do another Pesach. And he should eat it with matzah samurim. And he can't leave any of the meat left over to the morning, and he can't break any of the bones. Kehol chukas pesach, yasuaso. And he says, if a person is also far away, but a person is just lazy, and he's tar, and he's just lazy, he doesn't want to go. It's too crowded there. Like, why should I go when there's, you know, millions of people? I'll just go the, the second month. The Torah says, no, uh, 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 can't do it. And chas v'shalom that um, it could be that uh, this person has a terrible onish. So it seems to be that the desire of these people to do this mitzvah, the sincere yearning, and they got the gumption to, to go in front of Moshe and Aaron while they're sitting in the base medrash. And he said, Rabbi what do we do? It hurt them. They felt the pain of being left out and not being able to perform the mitzvah. And because of that angst, because of that desire to do what Hashem wants, Hashem Kaviyocho made up a new rule for them. 
it seems to be that beforehand, this this halacha was not necessarily going to be in the Sefer Torah. It seems to be that the, the, this was nishadesh kaviyocho, something new that Hashem was convinced to make a new law in the Torah. And so much so, some of the tzaddikim explain that sometimes when we have things in our life where we feel that we're being held back and we can't do what we want to do and we want to accomplish and we feel so bad, we wish we could be accomplishing, we wish we could produce and and do things like together with all the other people who are doing such amazing things and we want to do those things and it's not happening and we feel that something is blocking us. So if we turn to Kosh Baruch Hu and say, Hashem, don't, don't refrain me from being able to be participate and do the, like everybody else does. I would love to be able to be together with all the other Yidin and do the mitzvahs. And they cry out to Hashem, Hashem, please, please help me do this. It could be very well that Kosh Baruch Hu will allow you to accomplish what seemed to be impossible before you cried, before it hurt you before you felt, why am I being held back? So Kosh Baruch Hu should always bless us that we should always know what to daven for and how to cry out to Hashem. Now, one of the ways that they did this was using their Koach HaDibur. They went and spoke to Moshe. And there's another episode in the in the Torah which is important, and that's known as the Vahib Bin Aaron. If you look in the Torah, there's a very strange thing. In the Sefer Torah, when they have a Hebrew and Aaron, they have little nuns that are upside down, but they're backward, upside down and backward. And why is that there? And Rashi says a few things that may, that seems to be that this little two psukim, 85 letters, really doesn't belong there. It belongs someplace else. And that's why they have these backward nuns to put it over here. Okay, very important thing. Other people explain that really is just Kidei Lahafrid ben Puronius Lepuronius. It's to separate from two tragic episodes that are mentioned in the Torah. And the two tragic episodes are that they were like children running away from the base Medrash. When they were leaving Harsinai, they, they ran away, as it were. And, um, and that's not the way we appro- approach or leave our learning. We don't want to run away. We have to w- walk away like saying goodbye. Oh, I wish I could stay. So that's one, one thing. Is that's, they, they left too fast. And the second thing is, That afterwards, there's something called the Kivras Ataifa. And there are people who were complaining. They were entitled. They're acting entitled. How come this isn't like this? How come I don't have pheasant under a glass? How come I don't have uh, filet mignon and, uh, I don't know, wagyu or however it's pronounced, you know? Why don't I have this? Instead of complaining that the people complained, why are we held, being held back from Hashem? They were complaining why they don't have their tithes. That's tragic. And Akash Borko has to separate that. 
Because if you have two tragic events together in the Torah, the negative implications of that are destructive. And so therefore, we have to understand that this is one of the, these two, two approaches to life are something that are so heinous in the Kodesh Baruch eyes that we can't let any of them come together. And for sure they can't come together with inside of ourselves. We can't, let's say, like, uh, some people have the tendency, or Gamliel always says, you don't make Aleinu into Tefilah Zederech. Do you know what it says in the Svarim about Aleinu? Aleinu says that the, the, all the heavenly hosts come down to Shemaim, to the shuls, with the Shechina, to hear when the people say Aleinu. And if they're saying, uh, everybody's going out, and like, wait a second, God's coming to hear this, and everybody's running away? It's crazy. It's partially crazy. How could how could we how could we approach life like that? That's Akash Borhu would be is so insulted. I come to see you and you guys are running away. I, I want to hear and, and I'm bring all the angels to show them, oh, look how beautiful it is when they they sing my praise, they have a karsa tov, they recognize me, they they feel it's a, a schus to Davin. They feel it's a mer- what a schus we have to daven to maybe so we could talk to Kosh Baruch and that Hashem wants to hear us. But if we're running out, even at Aleinu, not earlier, but Aleinu, do you know it says in the halacha a person shouldn't take off his tefillin until after Aleinu and after the Kaddish after Aleinu, <laughs> not just after Aleinu, the Kaddish after Aleinu shouldn't take his tefillin off, let alone be out the door. Like, you know, hand on the mezuzah, like waiting for the barhu or the last Kaddish and, and running out. That's, uh, that's a still Madrega. He's still holding on. At least you're there for Aleinu and saying it together with everybody. But if people have this approach, Chas Shalom to saying, Aleinu as feel as a derech, oi, 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 Hashem Yishmur. And to have the attitude of entitlement, how come my stake is not perfectly medium or rare. I want it pink with blood coming out. How could this be? I pay top dollars for this steak and this is how I'm like, chill out, like relax. Is that what's so important to you? Is that what you're crying in your entitled state of, you know, being? Or is it like, oh, Hashem, I wish I could do the Korban Pesach with everybody. Why? Why did I have to become Tomei? Why? It was a Tomei, it's a Mes Mitzvah. It was, I tried, I was having good things in mind. I was being held back. Hashem, why? That's a, that's how you com- complain, a real complaint. Hashem being held back from Ruchnias, being held back from doing things together with all the Eden, from being excluded and put out. Not because your steak wasn't exactly as you wanted it. I know I have a Talmud. He's a wonderful, wonderful person, wonderful person in so many ways. He has this one thing that he can't handle. It. He has to have his coffee. I don't know what the temperature is, but it's got to be that temperature. Maybe a range of three degrees. And he I put a coffee in front of him and, and he'll, he'll wait there. I said, oh, your coffee's getting cold. He says, no, no, it's, not ready. it's not ready yet. And then as soon as he, he touches the cup, and, oh, and now he drinks it because now it's the peak taiva. Oh! To be a complainer about Gashmius, that's Rabbi Hashem. Contrast it to the people who were complaining that they couldn't do mitzvahs Hashem. 
That's Kedusha. Indu ve'eshma. Wait, let me talk to Hashem and see what can we do for you so that you could be able to do the mitzvahs together with everybody else. It's a beautiful thing to complain about. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bless us that we should never, ever have these two concepts in our lives. For sure not together. We shouldn't have this running out of shul before Aleno attitude, running away from the base matters, leaving Shear early or running out of shul, running out of Shear, and then running to that restaurant and complaining that it's not perfect. That that together is, would be destructive. You have to have Vahibin Soa Aaron in between. The two nuns, Vahibin Soa Aaron, the nun represents the two extremes of the nun Shari Tuma and the nun Shari Kedusha, right? The two extremes. We have to separate and try to find ourselves and push aside and put inside the those the, those brackets the Kedusha of Ahibin Soha Aaron. There's 85 letters there. And the Gemara and Shabbos explains that this is considered its own Sefer Torah. Chatzva Mudea Shiva. It's like seven pillars, the seven Sefer Torahs, and seven Sefer Torahs. We have five Chumashim. We're talking about seven books of the Torah. That Breshis, Shmos, Vayikra. So those are three. Dvarim is five. That's four. So now you have, but what's with the Midbar? The Midbar has Bemidbar until Vayibin Tzaron, the Vayibin Tzaron itself, and after Vayibin Tzaron. So altogether, seven books, because even those 85 words of Ehibin Tzoron has a power to separate. It's a Kedusha of a Sefer Torah. That's why when we take out a Sefer Torah, we prepare ourselves, we're connecting to a Sefer Torah, we say Ehibin Tzoron. And when we put it away, we say Yomer, the second Pasuk. That creates that bracket that the Sefer Torah that we're reading on Shabbos is giving us that message that we're supposed to get. That's the the inside of the sandwich. There's the meat. It's the ikker that we should get the message is what Hashem wants from us. And I want to just bless us all that Hashem we should be able to understand the true depths of how holy this Vahibin Torah Aaron is. That the 85 letters Gematria Peh is like the mouth. The, the mouth that we have to speak Torah and daven to Hashem with his mouth with Hashem we should be able to complete our relationship with Gosh Baruch Hu in a way that I express myself to him and I re-say re the words of his Torah that his desire for us to understand these things and it should stand in our in, and even though we might have this natural tendency to run away and even though we have this natural tendency for perfectionism and Gashmias but we should be able to separate the two with this connection to Torah. Hashem should bless us. We should always remember this and never, ever, chas v'sholem, have these two concepts get together. I guess I'll talk about Shlach next week. Zayi Bench have an amazing, amazing Shabbos. Uvnu Chayomar, Aaron should guide us. The two nuns of Kabbalah is like... I, I don't know if I could say this. I don't know if it, what it really means. But there's an idea that says in the Svarim Kedoshim that the Shema Mefarosh is 72 triplets of three psukim in Parshas B'Shalach. Three psukim in Parshas B'Shalach. Each of them has 72 letters. 
in the middle psukim, the middle letters is uh, 216. So if you count letter 108 and 109, it's actually the word is ha'anan, the the cloud. And there's two nuns there. Those are the two nuns that are in the middle of the Shema Mefarish. There's so much depth there, I can't even explain that what's in between those two nuns is that unbelievable source of power and Kedusha, almost like what's in between these two nuns and the Hebrew Tzara'aron. If a person should try to beg Hashem that he should have an understanding of the true depths of how what a gift of the Torah is. It's such an unbelievable gift. You know, somebody gives a little kid a, a, a brilliant diamond that's the highest grades and everything, you know, the highest of everything. Everything's one. The clarity is A, if, if it could be, whatever it is. Everything, the color, whatever. Everything's the highest and the highest and the highest. Kid doesn't understand. Oh, it's a nice shiny thing. Oh, it's a nice vort. It's cute. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, for obvious, it's a valuable stone, but to really appreciate the depth and profundity and how rare and how beautiful and how unique Akash Borhu runs the world and his Mizabik Zivugim and everything, it's, everything is rooted in the beauty of the Torah. Akash Borhu should bless us all. That if we say, Lama Nigara, why am I being held back from understanding all the depths of Torah? Please, Hashem, open up my mind, open up my heart. Give me the fortitude and the courage to set aside the time to devote, to become a real Tamil Chacham, a person who loves Hashem, a person who learns his Torah, a person who wants and will always be connected to Kosh Baruch Hu. Hashem should bless us all with unbelievable service Tovos. Zahashem, the summer months are upon us. They say, some t- people say today is Chav Sivan is a very, very difficult day from the memory of Kal Yisrael. Uh, terrible things happen. Some people would fast on Chav Sivan. Ay, Kosh Baruch Hu bless us that we should have Besoros Tovos and we should always be able to strive to become greater and greater people, to love each other more, love Kosh Baruch Hu more, and learned how to love ourselves more. Zagi Bench, have an amazing Shabbos.